And now, two old school guys talking about music and stories about their radio days. It's T-Man and John, the Music Freaks. Pulling one out of the stiff file. Dude, I love this song. I do too. I have not heard this thing in 35 years. Well, probably, probably since it came out. Uh-huh. In 85. Greg Ken. The, the song that everybody, well, the only song that everybody really, there's two songs that everybody remembers from Greg Ken, of course. Jeopardy, that was huge. Yeah. And the breakup song. They don't write them like that anymore. That's it. Yeah, I like that song. And then Lucky. Uh, was one of those, I guess he switched record labels. He went to EMI America, which back then was not worked very... The, the songs there, unless it was a just over-the-top, easy-to-hear smash, they didn't work songs well. Songs that work themselves. Yes. Okay. But Lucky did not do that. So, obviously, Greg Kinn was unlucky with that track <laughs> because that. it only went to 30. Well, it's still a great song. Yes, that's we both like it, and that's... It. That's why we played it. And no, we, there's another reason we played it, because this is episode... 13. Dude. Some people got lucky. And somehow we got our 13th episode still. Lucky. I know, and somehow we're lucky to be still doing this. Exactly. You know? Uh, a fun one today. A fun one today. It will you, be. Perhaps you read it when uh, it's on the actual podcast, uh, where the guys, you always put something up there descriptive. Uh-huh. And uh, this one is about... Uh, one Hit Wonders. One and Done, man. Uh, my cousin Leah came up with this idea, so I have to thank her for that. Thank you, Leah. And um, also, we have some great news yeah. to talk about. What's the great news? That I haven't really shared with you, even. Okay. Uh, I was looking at our stats for the listeners and the downloads and that kind of thing for yeah. G-Man and John the Music Freaks. Mm-hmm. And last, the last episode, episode 12, is our number three Listen To podcast. That's nice. Jumped all the way up. I mean, it was like, wow, all of a sudden, boom, like in uh, less than a week. And went from number 12 to number three. It sure did. Shooting up like a rocket. <laughs> and uh, our first two uh, in slots one and two have been in one and two the whole time. Oh. Our very first episode, Getting to Know Us. Right. And then episode two, which was part deux. Yes. Those those two episodes are still at one and two. But episode 12 last week with the misheard lyrics. Wow. Yeah. That's it, nice. Yeah, it must have been that pilot song that did it. <laughs> <laughs> Had to be magic. Or as Linda said. Go back to the 12 and I don't. Just go back there. I wasn't going to hit it. I can't have anything. I wasn't going there. Yeah, but we got somebody special here. It's time to air who is in the chair. It's the audience of one. And look at that. Even a jingle for it. That's what happens when you get a bunch of listeners. Wow. You afford a jingle. Amber Waterman. I have to thank her for doing that. Thanks, Amber. And uh, Who is our audience of one that we want to thank Our for audience of up? one today, and I did not have to drag this person here. I didn't have to coax her. I didn't have to pay her. I didn't have to do any of that. She wanted to be here. She was like, I want to do that one time. Okay. So now my wife, Kim, is here. The lovely and talented Kim. Yes. Thank you very much. The audience of one today, so I'm 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 being watched. Well, today. she leans further back away from that mic than. Uh... But no. she knows how to use it. Okay. No, I don't. Oh, look at there. See, right there. She does. She knows how to use it. Well done. Hi. Thank you. Uh, she wanted to be here today. I think she's over there already filling up her iPhone with videos and pictures, and you know. God, I'm glad she can't really see me over well, here. Well, we so do have faces you. for radio. That's why we do what we do. I have Zoom. Oh boy. <laughs> Look out. I'll be over here in the corner. That's it. I'll be over here in the corner. 
<laughs> All right, I but, can't wait. These are these are amazing to start looking at some of these some of these one-hit wonders. Yeah. And, and once again, we have to qualify what is exactly a one-hit wonder. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Okay. I'm going to tell you something because we talked about this briefly at the end of the last exactly. episode. Exactly. So we want to flesh this out. Yes. Now, these are songs from flesh the Billboard. Flesh it out, Martin. Flesh the, it out. <laughs> you watching the Honeymooners yes. loop or something? <laughs> you, you got a Roku and you're going stupid with it? We're going to flush it out. That's it. Now, these are from the Billboard Hot 100. These are not rock rock charts, R&B charts. This is the pop chart. Right. And I threw out something on Facebook uh, in one of the Billboard forums asking about one-hit wonders. And I asked if someone hits twice in the top 40, are they considered a one-hit wonder? The predominant answer was no. Okay. One-hit wonder. In other words, if you hit the top 40 one time, you're a one-hit wonder. That's right. You but, can't hit it again. But boy, let me tell you, I got that fire started. I bet you did, because uh-huh. there's a lot of bands that, like you, uh, the first one I always think of is Looking Glass. Yes, and that's and you know how funny, you said that last time, right. and I, there were like three or four different comments saying the same thing right. about Jimmy Loves Marianne. Which peaked at 39 or 30-somebody, yeah. But see, here's the thing about this one-hit wonder hole, the, the whole debate, if you want to call it that. Right. Um, a lot of times, a song like that will be huge in the Northeast or maybe the Southwest, mm-hmm. and like... Just a sprinkling in other places. Right. Especially but, back then, I think things were a lot more regional. Absolutely. Time. Well, but back then, it, if it was big in the Northeast, they'd play the hell out of it. Right. I mean, it would be a top 10 song in some markets. But the South wouldn't play it. Or, or anybody, whoever it wouldn't play it. If it play in Atlanta, it probably wouldn't make it to Jacksonville. Kind right. Of stuff. Exactly. Right. That's, exactly. How it, that's how it worked a long time ago. Yeah. And probably in some respects, in certain formats, it still might work that way. Yep. Yeah. But that's why... A lot of those songs that you thought might do something nationally didn't. Right. And it would be on KC one week and off the next. Like Good Love and Gone Bad from the last episode. That's right. <laughs> that thing debuted at 36 that, that week, and right. they played the wrong cut of it. And guess what? <laughs> it went away. Good Love and Gone Bad never got past 36. Good Love and Gone Gone. It was Gone Gone. Yes. He's been, she's been gone, gone. Oh, that's another song. That's Chilliwack. Gone, gone, right. gone. You've been gone. Love so that long. song. Gone, gone, gone so long. Yep. yep. And that barely made the top twenty, or maybe twenty-one, so something like would, that. They would possibly be a one-hit wonder. Ah, uh, yeah, well, you know what? Let me let me look that up. Real look fast. up Chilliwack while we. Uh... And John, you should play one of yours. I mean, now, okay, now this is going to be like the number twos episode. There's no freaking way in the world we can play everyone that's out there. No, in fact, there are something like sixty plus. Songs that are one-hit wonders that went to number one. Yeah. From like 1958 to 2016, right. as far as I got. Right. So there's that many number ones, and not much less the other songs that I just, uh, I love from one-hit wonders that weren't even number one hits. So, yes, there are many, many that we could pull from, and they're just some we're pulling just because I just love them. Right. I just love them. Or, or I, we were like flipping through the book. And it'd be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, my God, I haven't heard that in 50 years. Oh, that's a piece of shit. I'm not playing that one. I'm not even talking about that one. I put, but, yeah, I, so I And did. there's a lot of those. I went through my head and thought, they're one hits, right? So I would look them up to double check one hit. One right. Page. And then I did have a couple that, oh, man, that, that follow-up went to 37. So, yeah. Uh, well, Chilliwack. I, I get to camp. Oh, yeah, speaking we, of Chilliwack. We, we, we can't do Chilliwack on One Hit Wonders. Because they had My they had, Girl. They had My Girl at 22. And right. then they had another song, which I don't remember. I believe went to 33. So, yeah, okay. 
Uh, there you go. Sorry, Chilliwack, you don't Chilliwack, make it. Chilliwack, you're gone, gone, gone. You so get an honorable mention. You do. Okay. Not, well, dishonorable, maybe. <laughs> this is the first one to, that was a one-hit wonder, even though here locally they got a lot of airplay. And they got a lot of airplay maybe with their videos on MTV. And so when you start adding videos to things, oh, it just and if helps. you made a great video, yeah. uh, sometimes it didn't it didn't make the chart, you know, but, it, but you remember the song and think, no, they had three or four hits, plus they had rock tracks, yeah. plus if you listen to the rock station or the AC station, you sure. get some of these other acts. Sure. Uh, but these guys could rock. Yellow card. Oh, yeah. Ocean Avenue. From Jacksonville. Of course. So, these, that's the first ones that popped in my head. I no, Those a good guys one. had some rock tracks and stuff. Yeah, that's course, a good one. But, uh, that's a real good one. One and done. It was a platinum single or definitely a gold single. Uh, but, it was uh, huge. Didn't chart too high on the pop charts, but it was still one hit. Well... Because you mentioned it, I'm now going to look up Yellow Card. <laughs> this is checking. We're going to verify. As opposed to those people who do it politically, when they verify, that just I'm means... I'm looking up the damn book. That just means they're dancing around the actual truth. I'm looking at it right now. We're Here not it that is. way. When and we look it up, it's the truth. It's not right. my truth. It's the truth. It's according to Billboard. Billboard. 37. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that was a and that was a, a huge But it, huge sold, it, it was, sold 2 million. Yeah, so it did go platinum. Yeah. Double platinum. Yeah. So. so that's what happens sometimes. You but hear great these song. incredibly popular songs yeah. that kind of identified to a generation or at least to a, you know, a year. Right. And then you're thinking, well, didn't they have more? And the answer is no. And that's when you're going to find out a bunch yeah. on these one-hit wonders. Right. right. All right, brother. You got one for me? I got, you, got, you got one from my list? I got one from now, your I list. It's the first list you, the first one you gave me. Oh, is it? Yeah. I, I, I just I couldn't help but laugh when I was looking up you know, different songs. Uh-huh. And no, I will tell you right now, Terry Jacks is not on this show. <laughs> Paper Lace is not on this show. It or not. Uh, Bo Donaldson and the Haywoods are not on this show. Haywood. And uh, Clint Holmes is not on this show. I refuse to go back to the 70s and play that bubblegum, awful, awful, taffy stick to anything crap. That was what that was. That Those songs would give you a toothache listening to them. Because they were so full of sugar and just sweetness and right, uh, and if you're and if you're oh. and if you're nine years old, it's right. right up your alley. Thank you. Okay, but once you go past nine, <laughs> if you hit ten, forget about you, it. You don't want to hear it anymore. Double digits. I don't need to hear it no, again. Got no, you. no. Gotcha. Terry, Terry Jack song had like a six second intro, maybe five. I wouldn't let it go three. Dun, 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 dun. Out punch. God punch. Out. I, I can change the channel in one note. <laughs> you dun, got dun. that right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Name that stiff. Uh, uh, but okay. they weren't stiffs, but I Damn. refuse to talk Huge about it. Number one hit. Yeah. All right. Anyway, this one, wasn't this guy also like in a Dr. Pepper ad that's at one the time? Only, that's the only reason we know him, really. That's why we know this guy. Yeah. He yeah. was a Dr. Pepper guy. I'm a pepper. You're a pepper. Yeah. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper, too? Otherwise. Good looking dude who could dance and uh, you that know, was dance it. around. That was he, it. He was the American werewolf in London. Yes, he was. Yeah. And then after that, uh, nobody saw him. Bupkis. He's out of it. Yeah. yeah gone. So here was this. There, here's a one-hit wonder from 1979. I mean, it's just by the numbers disco music. Oh, big time! Listen to that percolating bass. Yeah, we got strings <laughs> and the drum oh, machine and, and backup singers. Oh yeah, hoo, hoo. yeah. They got them from the Dr Pepper ad. Probably. Yeah, of course, that was a t- that was a TV show called Making It. 
It was. Yeah, and, and a I, lot of I, songs come from, a lot of these one-hit wonders come from movies or oh, TV yeah. shows. Oh, yeah. Like uh, Cynthia, Cindy Greco, who did oh, the Laverne geez. and Shirley. Yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, boy. Right. I'm not yeah. going to play it. Don't worry. Thank you. Okay. And I'm looking at Kim. She's got a blank stare on her face. Do you know who's, who that was? What what his name was? That sang Making It? And she can't remember either. That's right. how. That's how. Uh, you just go. Well, he's the right doctor. on the tip of your tongue. David Naughton is Naughton. Yeah, Naughton. David Naughton. David. <laughs> to the moon, Alice. To the moon. <laughs> You'll be a werewolf. Uh, <laughs> You're gonna be making it for about six weeks. I think he watched some episodes. To the moon. Over the last couple of weeks. Naughton. I think he did. David Naughton. <laughs> Who knew? No, it's who knew not spell Norton. No, that's David a, Norton. He's not. He's not an antivirus. I mean, come on, Norton. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, Dadgum. wow. That's crazy. Okay, right. let's move on with your list. I like your list. Okay, well then, hit another one off my list. This Go is right ahead. One. This is. Uh, Are this you going right actually, down the line here? As I gave them to you, or? I think so. This okay. is the uh, ended up being a theme song to a TV show, but it was a hit before that. I couldn't hear enough of this. MFSB, standing for Mother, Father, Sister, Brother. Yeah, whatever you say. Yep. We know, we know it is good for. Them. Yeah. They were. These were the best players in Philadelphia. These they guys. were. T S O P, the yeah. sound of Philadelphia. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. And uh, Gamble and Huff guys. And the three guys and the three degrees so were singing in that. Yes. And they only had one other song. Yes. When will I see you? When again? will I see you? Yeah. Nineteen seventy-four ish. Yeah. Yep. But what a great song. That was one of those songs. I, I, I never got tired of hearing it, and I never got tired of Casey playing it because mm-hmm. he would always just... He sounded happy when he'd intro, and then at the end of it, he'd do the outro and just sound so bubbly, he was happy to play MFSB. That's right. I can't tell you what that stands for. I just did. Let's just say mother... Yeah. <laughs> just did. We know exactly. Cause the mother, first, father, sister, uh-huh, brother. That's know, what it is. SB is soul band and yeah, okay. MF are See? music freaks. See? Just joking. There you go. It's Thank music you. freak. Hey, Not- there we go. It's, it's going to be a staple now on the podcast. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Music freak, sister, brother. That's or exa- soul band or some the- shit you came up with, whatever it was. Making it know. up on the spot, Tony. <laughs> Making it up. Winging it, baby. On the spot. You got another one? You got one from your list now? No, not yet. Here's one from you. Oh, another one oh, from you me. you know, it's funny. We talked about, you know, misheard lyrics or making up your own lyrics oh, because yeah. you got tired of hearing the others. Oh, yeah. This one happened. This song was a hit in 1970, yep. which is the same time I started, you know, really following, uh, like, NBA basketball. And oh, I had, yeah. started getting basketball cards. And there was a guy named Walt Bellamy yep. that played for the Hawks. Yep. And so every time this song would come on, i go, Walt Bellamy. Bop. Bop. Yeah. So that's... What we're talking about, and then you that's, watch old movies, and there's Ralph Bellamy. That, that, and then you watched MTV in the 90s, and it was Bill Bellamy. Okay, I'll stop. My Bellamy. And then he then he starts talking French or something, uh, right? Yeah. My Isn't it French? Well, they're from the Netherlands. Sound like French to me. It is French. Okay. Yeah, it's got to be. Didn't he say croissant in there somewhere? I think maybe? So. Cafe au lait. <laughs> Cafe au lait. <laughs> oh. That was a. a, a that ba- went to number five. A band that was called the T set. The T set. T E E. Yeah, the T set. And they were where from? Uh, they from were from the Netherlands. Netherlands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Sounds good. But but and that was one of those labels too. It was just it Colossus Records. Wow. 
Who? <laughs> Somebody making it. records in their basement, and they throw on some. Oh, I, I, I saw this show the other day. It sure wasn't the History Channel. They weren't around back then. So you're reading in Funkin' Wagnall's encyclopedias, and you remember the word Colossus, and then somebody pulled it maybe and just said, let's make a record label. It sounds like an evil uh, a villain from Space Ghost. Okay, oh, Colossus. Oh, okay. Now you're going down. <laughs> okay. Now we're uh, going to 1969-70. Okay, we're going... 70? Is this my list or yours? This is your list. You know, this song, I had to go back, honestly, and listen to this because I didn't remember it. It was one of those... It went. It, 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 this is the one from 1970 that went to number 11. Is that the one you're looking at? Yes, sir. And this song, I was like, jeez... Oh, it's just not ringing my bell. I got to go back and listen to this and again. And speaking of ring my bell, that, that was, was a one hit wonder, one Anita Ward. Anita Ward, that was huge. Yeah. Uh, but this one, and, and I'll, I'll jump in afterwards, but uh, this was a, a number 11 hit from somebody we never heard of. Right. And, and never heard from again. Again. Hey, lay a little loving on me. Lay a little loving on me. Like the Archies. I would have said that was the Archies. It, it sounds like it, but yeah. the cast of hair is backing them up. Okay. Yeah. Robin McNamara. No idea. I know, right? No, never I was before. like, I was like, you could grab me by the short and curlies on this one. I just have no idea. Sorry. I, I don't remember it. I mean, it probably was on Casey, but that's when you're in the car and mom and dad are arguing. And, and you think and it's the Archies and you're barely paying attention to it It's background, it yeah. Wow. I mean, that's what I'm... because odd I, that you even found it. I, I found it. I Digging <laughs> through the book. There it was by and, Robin McNamara. And, and, and there you are. There you are dissing uh, bubblegum stuff and then you pull this one. Well, because it that's was just... Pu- that's pure Archies music. It's just... It, it, it very well could be. I was be, waiting but, for Ron Dante to come But I don't think Don Kirshner had a thing to do with that. That's what's crazy. I, I guess they were, you know, cashing in on the that kind of... Uh, on the hair thing. Lilty. Yeah, I guess. I didn't know that was <laughs> cast of hair. Yeah. I, first time I ever saw this when you emailed me and said, cast of hair, backup vocal. I'm yeah. Like, huh? Yeah. Huh. Who knew, exactly right? I said. Huh. I know. Robin McNamara. Now, let's move forward. Let's move to the 21st century. Okay. All right. This uh, All right. one of the wackiest band names. It just takes some time, little girl, and a little out to ride. All right. All right. Great rockin' tune, Jimmy. Jimmy Eat World. World, yeah. Yeah. The middle. Yeah. And I, it's those kind of songs that really stick with me. And I wasn't listening much to pop radio. I mean, you're playing that stuff every 45 minutes. Oh, we were. And so I would, I was like a, a considered a P3 probably to pop radio back then. I was yeah. definitely a very, every so often. I'd every so on, often. And I wanted to hear the songs I knew. Yep. So that's why I'm the reason why pop radio had to play a song every 45 minutes for idiots like me. Because who would listen once a week? Oh, go, that oh that was you. Yeah. Well, oh, great. Okay. When are you gonna play that one about it just takes some time? That's it. Yeah, I want to yeah, hear you it. You got that one? I got a trip. Yeah, I'm going to Fernandina. I want to hear it. <laughs> and yeah. they would never know the name of it being the middle. Exactly. No yeah. idea. Yeah. So anyway, I was a that was one of the songs that did catch my attention yeah. when I'd flip on once a week and listen and go, Oh, okay, that's good. It was and just I, a great song. And then I, I would call you and go, Okay, how about that the song? It's uh, it just takes some time. Mm-hmm. And you're I said, Is that a new one? You're like, it's a recurrent it's a recurrent. Yeah, we've been playing the hell out of it for six months. But thanks for listening. Like, that was the first time I heard it. <laughs> I remember doing that to you. I called yeah. you I called you these guys both of these guys had hits afterwards, but uh it was the first hit for um fastball and the first oh, hit for yeah. um those uh the hey now the walking on the sun guys. 
Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth. Uh, I remember hearing, I wanted to hear both of those songs. Yeah. I literally was coming back from Brunswick. I'm saying, I want to turn on pop radio, and yep. I want to hear The Way by Fastball. Such a great song. And Walking on the Sun by uh, Smash Mouth. Both are great songs. And then I got home, and I was like, gosh. Yeah. Man, didn't hear it. I thought they'd be playing the crap out of that. And so I call you. I was like, so The, the Way by Fastball. He goes, yeah, that was a great song from yeah. earlier this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm out, of, I'm out of touch. I'll talk to you later. No, I never called. Hang up. I never called. Well, they had a follow-up to that. It wasn't Out of My Head. Out of My Head was on the next album. They had, uh, but they had... In, is it You're an Ocean? They had, that? Well, they had that too. That's right. But yeah. they also had Fire Escape, which did not crack the 40. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And it was a very creative video. Yes. Um, where this woman's walking through the house and all these guys are in the band, the band yeah. are lying dead or so it appears. <laughs> and uh, I just, that song to me was just, it was, I don't know why it didn't do I anything. I don't either. And you, know? uh, you and Ocean was a good one. That had, it uh, was. Billy Preston yep. playing the organ on And it. Out of My Head was good. That was oh, that yeah. was a, a slow mid-tempo, but catchy. Was that was it. Yeah, great yeah. song. So, and they toured. As a matter of fact, I did they tour? I don't think they did tour with Smash Mouth. They toured with Sugar Ray. Okay, um, and that's how they really became known. And then after a couple of albums, they were done. Yeah, you sometimes know, not, not Sugar Ray, but lightning in, a, lightning in a bottle. That's for sure. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and they had uh, what Sugar Ray's album was. Uh, those guys lived up to that. Fifteen minutes. Yeah, because it was called four, what fourteen fifty nine. Fourteen fifty nine. That's yeah. a great, a that's great a, title. Absolutely. Good it job, is. McGrath. <laughs> He's still on satellite radio screaming every week. I can't listen to him. He's on the 90s channel, and I cannot listen really? to him. He hits notes that male people should not hit. Hello. They just, they're just they way out of like the range. I like going to 1983 because every so often you're going to find a song that is just so dang catchy. Isn't this? And it then, is. And, and then you, you, you've forgotten it. It's been forgotten for yep. 39 years. Yep. And then you're going to hear this song, and it'll take you back to, if you were an MTV watcher in 83, you will be sucked in to go, oh my gosh, I have not heard this song in 39 years. Right. This is, and I just said it, and I did it actually just a few yeah. days ago when you gave me this. Here we go. <laughs> I could play all three minutes of that song. One of those new wave songs from England. Yeah. It just they just spoke that this is the eighties. This is the eighties. And it went to thirty six. Yeah, a band called Joe Boxers. Like maybe they were just too British, and I say that, but then Madness goes top ten. With, with our uh, house. Our house, you know. Yeah, well, but yeah, that, I know. There, there was that great Brit pop of the early 80s. Yeah. And uh, I was just a sucker for some of those real catchy songs. Some of those early, early Howard Jones songs. Yep. Just catchy. Just catchy as all get up. And I used to say back in the day when MTV would show all these videos, it was funny to me because like Joe Boxers. And I don't know if you remember a tune by OXO. Oh, Whirly Girl. Yes. We played that. That was another one of those. We played that on uh, And Madness and all those. They, they, the English vibe the new wave whatever you want to call yeah. it, english beat or whatever yeah, you want the, to call it the new british but invasion. every time they made videos it was a cloudy day it just was it, it kind of real grainy in the video yeah. and just very not dark but just not as like joe boxer but have you been to england well, no, I guess like 90 percent of the time they want to have to wait for april 6th in order for the sun to come out <laughs> okay let's go okay to, we, there's john with his global weather forecast <laughs> Great. Don't put the map in motion here. <laughs> While I put the map in motion, uh, y'all is enjoy. That a map? Wait a minute. Enjoy uh, the comedy stylings of uh, okay. one choreographer turned number one artist. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, big time. Basil or basil? It's basil. Basil. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what's Sounds so funny? Catchy. She just, that was it for Tony Basil. She started singing in 1966. This song was number one in 1982. And after that, two bricks were released after Mickey. Never, I mean, two songs, one went to 77, the other one went to 81. And that was it for her. Just absolutely nothing. She was born in Philly. She's a choreographer. Choreographer, there, right? actress, video director. Yep. Dancer. And she worked she worked on Hullabaloo, that old yes. uh, 1966, 65 yeah. TV show, like an American bandstand wannabe kind of thing. And it had dancers, though. The had dancers, dancers were all on through it. it. Shindig was another one she was involved with. Yep. She was the one making those people dance the way they did. And she was actually in a movie. Did she you was, know which movie she was in? I'm going to guess. Yeah. The Tammy Show? Nope. No. I don't know. Nope. Easy Rider. Oh, I did not know that. She was. Um, and and how funny, she was also a choreographer in a movie that you may have mentioned just a few minutes ago. Well, did you mention, oh no, you mentioned American Werewolf in London, didn't right. you? Right. American Graffiti. She choreographed that? I just watched a documentary on that movie. Did you? Yeah. We were talking about, you know, American, we were talking about the songs from movies. Yeah. And how American Graffiti was probably the first to actually put songs we all knew. Yeah. As a soundtrack. Right, right. And, um... George Lucas was talking about that. He's like, yeah, we wanted to really get these songs. In fact, of the budget, most of the budget, it said back then you could get them pretty cheap. You could get them for a song. Yeah. You could get the rights to these songs. He goes, it, was after, it was after American Graffiti made them Everything blew show up. what happened and what yeah. you can get from them yeah. that they started charging more. Uh, but he said, yeah, I got mine pretty darn cheap. Well, and, look. me thinking about that. And look at the, like, recently. A couple of soundtracks that have just been huge because that's exactly what they did is they took old songs and threw them all in the soundtrack. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, my gosh. Those CDs were huge. That's and the a, digital downloads, huge. Through the roof. Through the roof. We had, yeah. did, I tell you, did I tell you this on a podcast that uh, we had some younger, one's like 21 now and the other one's in their mid-20s. Yeah. And they we, they would come over and we would play music together. Yeah. And they were like, hey, uh, hey, this is a great song. I think uh, it'd be a fun one to do. And they come in with uh, with Brandy. Yeah, you're a fine girl. And yeah. uh, What a and, good wife you would be. And come and get your love. And I'm like, <laughs> how do y'all know these songs? Uh-huh. And they were like, Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. Yep. I'm yep. like, ah, yes. It well, all makes if you, sense now. Well, if you remember a while back, Don't Stop Believing had a resurgence thanks to Glee. Mm-hmm. And the Chicago Glee, White Sox. Glee brought a bunch of songs back. Mm-hmm. The kids didn't know what they were. Right. And all of a sudden, they're singing Don't Stop Believing." How do you know that song, Glee? From Glee, and then yeah. they, uh, remember they said the Chicago White Sox popularized the crap yeah. out of that because yep. it started making its way around ballparks when yep. the band, the, the team was behind. Hey, I think the AC's not working properly. Something's really hot in here. Is it really? I think so. It's me. <laughs> is, is it really hot? <laughs> You're blaming kids. It's time oh, for crap. rapid fire. 60 huh. seconds on the clock. Here we go. Come on, John. Answer these for me. Okay. Early 90s. Name one of two hits by Rhythm Syndicate. Uh, one of them's like the theme from SWAT. No. No, you're thinking of rhythm heritage. One of them was hitting, hitting or spitting or no, something. No, no. I'll spell something out. No, uh, yeah, I, actually, it did. I thought it was, but I can't yeah. remember what it's. They're spelling. Tell me my favorite song by Toto. Af- Africa. No, that's okay. wrong. 
According to Globe Station, name one of the two most successful songwriters of all time. Paul McCartney? Yep. The other was Barry Gibb. How about that? Wow. Here's a lyric. What song is it in? Write your problems down in detail. I've heard that before. You have. Absolutely. You that, have. Is a, that is a lyric. Yes, you yes. are correct, sir. It's a lyric. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Your favorite TV theme song is? My favorite TV theme song is Sanford and Son. Right to the buzzer. Look at that. That's <laughs> call. Talk about timing, ladies and gentlemen. That is timing. Yeah. Okay, tell me where I aired. Um, the Rhythm Syndicate. Yeah, what was that song called? Spitting, Pe- hitting, theme from SWAT. <laughs> the theme from SWAT. Oh, and that's an acronym too. So that's it, so it's good. one of those acronyms. That's so good. P A S S I O N. I knew it was. I knew it Passion. had Passion. And their follow up was Hey Donna. Hey Donna. I love hearing that from Casey. Hey Donna by Rhythm Syndicate. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my favorite song from Toto. Might surprise you. What uh, the, the uh, abracadabra? No, what was the uh, what was the one? Georgie Porgy. <laughs> That's it. God, are you kidding That's me? That's it. That's love that song, dude. Love that song. Those guys put out some quality. They did. It, they were all, but you know that's the beauty of Toto. And why I'm so pissed off, they still canceled their tour oh, in Jacksonville. That's right. You still have it on your shoulder. I, I absolutely do. You you had to hit that nerve, thank you very much, because we keep talking about freaking Toto now. You brought up Toto. I know. I did. But they had such versatility. Oh, they could do They anything. could go from Georgie Porgy to hold the line like nothing. With no no question at all. Some of the best uh, yeah. session guys in Los oh, Angeles. They were incredible. Rosanna, 99, <laughs> Africa. <laughs> You know, Jeff I'll Porcaro su- drum beat on yeah. uh, Rosanna's incredible. I'll supply the love, a stiff, but I love that song. That was from the debut, right? Yes. You supply the love. Yeah. The, um, the only thing I'll give, you know, in fact, the reason I might not like Georgie Porgy so much uh. was because it came from the second album called Hydra. Right. And when your band is called Toto and yeah. you don't make your second album called Toto 2. Right. I, know. I had to take off points yeah. for missing the opportunity there of naming a, your album Toto 2. There was a big opportunity Man, there. how do you miss that? They did. <sighs> Obviously, they did. It's too bad. Okay, back to our one-hit wonders. Uh, this guy, there have been a few. There have been a few. In fact, uh, a couple of them had more than one hit. A few radio personalities who have <laughs> had their own hits. <laughs> and, like, uh, who was the, fir- the guy who died in the plane? Big Bopper. J.B. Oh, yeah. Richardson. Yeah. He was uh, a radio guy. Yep. Hello, baby. Hello, baby. Yep. Chantilly but he had a follow-up lady. called, like, the Big Bopper's Wedding and the Big yeah. Bopper it met was... another girl online or something. Every, what was every... it called? <laughs> I, I doubt that. Well, could have been. <laughs> and so... Online? <laughs> this... <laughs> 1950 what you're talking online different story yeah he was a visionary oh god okay so we work our way through those guys yeah and uh like other guys who were on the radio that did uh shtick and and or some of them could sing a little bit i had to throw this one in for my buddy bill i'm just gonna say that i'm gonna leave it at thanks a lot yeah i'm gonna leave it i'm gonna leave it at that thanks a freaking lot yeah that's all i'm saying yeah okay look at me yeah i'm the disco rick d's of course Now, see, if, if K-Tel put out an album and really tried to be, like, true, mm-hmm. they would call that 70s shit. That's <laughs> what they would call that. That would be included on it. New from K-Tel. <laughs> 70s shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, yeah. You know, you just... the bad actors, the bad actors coming in. Hey, what's that you're listening to? You is can... that 70s shit? <laughs> you bet it is. I mean, come on, really? Just what? listen. Oh, Look at me. Yeah. Exactly. And then they throw in Paper Lace and throw in Bo Donaldson and the Haywoods and Clint Holmes and all those guys. It would be a total pile of 70s shit. I've got a nickel. And that's what it's all worth. About a nickel. There but we're go. going to charge you $19.99. Oh, but Plus shipping. Don't answer now, though. But wait. Order There's before more. midnight tonight. We'll send you 10 warped copies through Columbia House. <laughs> we'll give you bad drum beats of the 80s uh. if you order now. Where every song sounds like... Pew, oh, pew. Oh. <laughs> okay. How do they sound? Boom, pew, pew. <laughs> there is nothing more dated wow. than the sound of a synthesized You're drum right. from the eighties. You're so right. It's like, man, I want them all to re-record. Like you know, Taylor Swift's re-recorded her albums. I know. I want every band from the eighties to do that, please. Yeah. Because I can, so I can listen to them a little bit more. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck with that, man. Bobby Brown was one of your favorites. I knew that back when we. We're reminiscing about something. Oh, one of the Bobby, misheard lyrics. Bobby Brown? Yeah, you hated that uh, every little step beat. Oh, no, I didn't mind the new Jack beat, but everybody did it. Well, when the because fact is the, like 7,000 songs had that new Jack Because song. of the drums in it. Right. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, that, that's the part you hate. Yeah, that's what you hated. Right. Yeah. That's what you hated. Lord of mercy. Now, this drum beat's really freaking cool. Even though it was of that same time frame, about 1988, yeah, they they found the drum machine and patterned it pretty darn good. They did. I always thought this was a really cool groove. It was a cool groove. Had a little conga in there, you know. Plus, they put real piano in there. They did. This was from a movie too, but dang, what movie was it? Oh, I had the 45. Yeah, I had the 12 inch, and the 12 inch actually had the big picture of the movie on it. But what movie was that? Uh, give me a second. Oh, okay. Give me I a can, second. I can look. I can see the actual album cover. Right. The band's uh, was, called Mars. Yeah. M A R R S. All caps. All caps. And it was red and black. The cover was a little bit of gray in it. Wow. I don't know the album. Um, I but, just remember um, that soundtrack looking. It was. Yeah. Not. It was not, about a, uh, the kids who took over the radio station or a, a radio station. Is that what it was? Good lordy! Can't believe I don't know. This. All right. I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm really going to have to take a second and look this up because the Billboard book isn't even helping me on this. Wasn't wasn't this the song I'm thinking of? It was in a movie. It was in something. I, it was in it was in a show was or the, a, was the name of the uh, movie? Pump up the volume. Uh, For some reason, I thought it was a, a, a movie about about radio radio stations. This is driving me crazy now. If if, if this song wasn't in it, at least there was a movie made that way. Pump up the volume. I'm getting there. Here we go. 19, Are you? It's a 1990 coming-of-age teen comedy drama starring Christian Slater, Ellen Green, and Samantha Mathis. Now, this song, though, <laughs> might not have been... I mean, it might I had to have been in it, probably. But it wasn't the original reason it was in a movie. Maybe this is the one I'm thinking of. Pump up the volume. Yeah, they, yeah. they pirated a radio station. They played music like... They wanted to play their own music, and they play like Jesus and Mary Chain. See, that might have been something else because I, right. everything I'm looking at, there's no mention of a movie. Right. So, man, that is so crazy. Um, they did have a problem with some legal issues when they first released this song in Canada. Uh, some of the, or actually, no, in the UK, some of the samples used in the original UK release of the song were removed and replaced in the US release. They were replaced by Jackie Gleason. Norton! Norton! 
All the way through. <laughs> Whatever the sampled thing they had, Mars. They, they canceled it and it was like, Norton. Pump up the Norton. Norton. You you have you have been watching the honeymooners. There's something going on. I watched there. one episode. You know what I you know what it came from? It came from uh, watching an episode of King of Queens. Oh yeah, where they went back and he had the dream. He was drinking okay. Nyquil and had the dream that okay. he was uh, it was the honeymooners. Okay, and he was being uh, Ralph. Okay, yeah, <laughs> King of Queens. Norton. <laughs> All right, let me get back to my. Uh, list. I've only got. Right? I think I've only got like two left on you, my list. Uh, dang, I only have. Oh yeah, two more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So so this one. Boy, what a one-hit wonder this was. What a hit. And huge in 1969. And got bigger again and bigger. And it's now a stadium anthem. It's a jock jam. A jock jam, stadium anthem, all that. It sure enough is. And uh, it was, at the time, I guess this was kind of a long, redundant song, especially toward the end. To the point, this wasn't even the A-side. I See? This song was. This was a song that they said. Well, you, we got to load up something on the other side. Okay. Well, I wrote. I had this one, and then the next thing you know, when the uh, DJ sent it out, or the, or the owner of the label said, "I think that's our A side now." It's one of those. Either that happened, or it got flipped over by radios. Yeah, it probably got flipped over by radio. Yeah, I can't remember how it worked out. Yeah, but here's the song, and uh, we've heard it ever since then. Oh yeah, and especially when your team's yeah. when your team's winning at the end. Of oh the game. yeah. yeah. really just shows, man, you get some sha-la-las and na-na-na's, yeah. you got yourself a pretty good hit. Yeah. Then you add a cool groove like this. Yep. Catchy as all crap. Yep. Yep. Steam. Band of the, yeah, like, the, and yep. there was like this one guy, right? And the, or did they have No, they were band? from Bridgeport, were Connecticut. Yeah, it was a trio. Okay. Yep. And it kind of goes, keeps going on. It just, it does for days. Every time. I think we'll, it does. We'll keep checking in with them. And we, <laughs> we don't have to loop there. that song. They did it for us. <laughs> they did it for us. Uh, <laughs> and then they re-released that song in 76. The Chicago White Sox. Yes. Use it as a theme song. And uh, here was the big difference when they re-released it. It had a picture sleeve. Oh, Ooh. Wow. Did it have wow. a hand waving goodbye? I, I Maybe. Or Maybe somebody flipping somebody off saying goodbye. Who knows? It was Chicago. Yeah, after it was, all. yeah come on. I mean, really. Right? <laughs> Forget about it. That's it. Hey, you. Why? Why? Hey, meet me in the alley out back. <laughs> I got my buddies with me. We're I just got to make a call. We're from the South Side. That's it. South Side. I, I make you laugh. Am I funny? Huh? I'll make you cry. Or am I a clown? That's another movie. That is a movie. All right, so now I want to. Uh, if we're still going down my list, yeah, I want to put in. This is the end of the road here. No, not Boys to Men. This no, is the this, end of your. Uh, this song. When you want to talk about this song. This song. This is one of those like Patrice Russian songs to me. Mm-hmm. You could play it all day long and I would just yep. absolutely lose myself in it because of the bass line. Oh, and yes. just because. And, and, it, and it never cracked the top 10 on the pop chart. It went number one, I think, R&B. But, Had to have. But that's an anthem to me. It's an a- anthem. I would say if I was a black man, this would be this would be my anthem. It well, really would. I'm telling a, you, the, the, what a great lyric. Yeah. For somebody who's felt like they've been getting shafted for a long time. Yep. But the baseline on this too, oh, just I, you might as well just hit it now, yeah, we and we it. can enjoy it. Yep. There's been so many things that's held us down. 
But yeah, this was, they said this was their anthem too because yeah. those guys, McFadden and Whitehead, yeah. had worked for Tom Bell and, yeah. and Philly Soul for a long time. Long time. And then this was kind of their breakaway. Yeah. So they said, you know, maybe it was an anthem for a race of people, but it was also their anthem of like, hey, we're we're free from what Tom Bell kept us back from or whatever yeah. he did. Yeah. We can do our own thing. Yeah. Now the only problem is. They're one-hit wonders, so yeah. nothing really happened after that. Nothing this, happened after that. Maybe maybe that breaking away from Tom Bell was not the best career decision, but right. we got this song out of it. Well, they also, before this song was uh, a big one for them, um, they were involved behind the scenes with a lot of bands. Yeah, that's why they worked with, um, but, with the Tom like, Bell. And and the Intruders. Remember the Intruders? Cowboys to Girls. And uh, and their song, um, 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 it escapes me right now. Wait a minute. We're on the move. Because I'm listening to this. Cowboys to girls. That was the intruders. They, yeah, they had, I, oh, I'll always love my mama. Oh, yeah. I'll always love my mom. She is yeah. my baby girl. Yep. Yep. They were involved with that. And, uh, yeah, that was all part of that early Philly thing with the OJs got there. Um, uh, a lot of that Philly stuff that, uh, Daryl Hall and John Oates sang backup at Philly. A lot of those songs. Oh, yeah. 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 Because they were there trying to get any kind of scratch. Yep. And McFadden and Whitehead, they were kind of like the, uh, uh, who were the guys who ended up? Norman Whitfield. Uh, Whitfield, who kind of left Motown, he started doing his own thing. It was kind of like McFadden and Whitehead leaving Tom Bell was the same oh, okay. way uh, yeah. that uh, Norm Whitfield, who ended up doing yep. Papa Was Rolling Stone, right? Uh, he kind of got under out of, from under Barry Gordy's uh, eye. Mm. Yeah. Great. Okay. What a great, some great music that came from Oh, man, those I know. Ideas. They wrote, and they wrote uh, a couple of the big hits, too, for Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. Yeah, well, they wrote Bad Luck. They ba- yeah. Wake Up Everybody. What a great song that is. World won't and, get uh, no better. Yeah. And uh, and then Teddy Pendergrass. <laughs> the way he sang, he knocked it out of the park every time. Yeah. Did you I know? ever tell you the this, this song, uh, the story about the song that my sister and I, we loved this song, 1973, 74. And, and we knew who, this is before any book was around, okay? Okay. So this was like 74 that the song, or 73, the song came out. Around 80, 81. Before we had any access to anything, um, yeah, you didn't have online. No, there was, and not even a Whitburn book at no. the time that you could buy, for, you know, no. and know it existed. Right. And so, we're trying to remember this song. We both loved my sister and I both loved this song, loved it. We couldn't think of it. We knew it was. Uh, we knew it was Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. Yeah. We're like, what's the name of that song? One of those things kind of leaves you, and you go, ah, shoot. Right. And then five years, like every so often, it would cross our mind and go, did you ever come up with that Teddy Pendergrass or the uh, Harold Melvin song? And uh, we're like, no, no, I never could think of it. We'd rack our brains again and go, oh, this is killing me. And you ask friends and they didn't know. And then I am on Hendricks Avenue, right there at the Atlantic intersection. Yeah. There's a bank. There was a bank there just like one street up. Uh huh. And I'm driving and out of nowhere. It comes on. No, I got it in my head. Oh, it just hit you like a brick. It hit me like a brick, and out of nowhere, I just went, the love I lost yeah. Yeah. was a sweet love. Yeah. And I get off, and there's a phone booth there, thank goodness, <laughs> and I call my sister. And you changed into yeah. your Superman outfit. I got into Superman. <laughs> and so I call her. She answers, uh, hey, uh, hello, the love I lost. Yeah. Yep. And she goes on to sing the rest of it. Neat. Like, man, so yeah, it was our, our flirt with uh, Philly Soul and yeah, Teddy Prendergrass, that bunch. Good Great. stuff. Good stuff. I love your list. Thank you. I love your list. I've got a list of, of, of me own, and here are some songs. I don't know the years of some of these. Okay. And these are the ones, and I think for the most part, the earlier ones that, that I want to play, the earlier ones are, um, they're the ones that I heard 
on my little, you know, once a week listening to pop radio going, okay. ooh, I like that. Yeah. So when you'd hear, you know, when I would call you and go, hey, what's that song that sounds like? And you go, yeah, once again, yeah, it's a, it's in gold, John. But thanks. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah. We've retired that song. It's so Q-burned, we can't play it anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's the one, the brand new one from those guys. Yeah, and I, didn't you always love that too? The beginning of most songs. That's what they sounded like because everybody would just cue burn as they'd, they'd cue up to the very first note of the song with the needle uh, on the turntable. And it would be like, and then it would go right into the song. And it's like, that's how it starts? <laughs> Funny, when you buy it and take it home, it doesn't <laughs> sound do that. that way. <laughs> the most cue burn song we ever had at uh, JAX 8384 was Oh Sherry. Oh, Steve yeah. Perry. Oh, that sounded, it and it would keyboard. sound awful. Like, Shh. Yeah. <laughs> awful. Just awful. Uh, anybody listening that worked there. But there was no getting exactly around that until you brought in a new copy. Right. Because we already Q-burned it before we put it on cart. Well, yeah. We screwed it up. We were toast. <laughs> we were so toasty. So then it was cued. It was Q-burned on tape. Yeah. Great. Right. <laughs> we had to slip cue that one. Yeah. We were kind of holding it and hoping it wouldn't Big hit time. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. What's all that dirt before the song starts? What is that? Oh, no. It's just a sweeper. That's yeah. all it yeah, is. Yeah, that's it. Something needs to sweep. That's wow. for sure. Well, Sandy worked there, so that that, that that would kind of maybe blame it on her. I'll blame it on Sandy. Yes. Sandy was, uh, she worked in 95. And oh. She was one, she had this great sexy voice. She did. Just one of those, hello, I'm Sandy. Yeah. Thanks for listening to 95X. There's Annie Mae Bullock. You know her better as Tina Turner. Yeah. And she was so cool. She was. Okay, and then she turned the mic off. Hey, John. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it sounded like she was on helium yeah. going down the hall. Hey, John, how you doing? Yeah. But was but knew how to talk into a microphone. That's for sure. Just flip that switch and on. Yeah, on King Sandy. I know. Okay, Clyde, let's yeah. go. Clyde was her doll. A little troll she brought with her. Took him everywhere. Yep. Yep. All right. Here's uh, this is a one hit wonder. Uh, I was hoping there'd be a second hit because this first one was so stinking good. And you know me and my love for things that are organic. I, I you know, I'm not. You know, as we've been talking, I'm not a big fan of the synthesized sound. No, you're not. So when something like this comes on pop radio, right. the, in the middle of all the synthesized, you're or in freaking the middle out. Of all the people that are vocoded and and, and filtered. And <laughs> Hi, I'm a vocoder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using 1975 terms for 2004. You really are. Wow. Oh, it's hilarious. Right. Let me play this riff though, and Hit I'll tell it. you, this is what yeah. I'm after. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's uh, what you would hear. Los that, Lonely Boys. That's what you would hear every time this song came on the radio. Yeah. Yeah! <laughs> that's how much I love that song. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised by that. <laughs> now, you're right. Exact, pure uh, blues, a real guitar yeah. on a pop station in 2000-whatever right. it is. Yeah. What was that, 2002 or yeah, three or Yeah, around that, early 2000s. Los Lonely Boys. Yes. Man, so anyway, that was. I thought, look out, these guys are going to be cool. They, yeah. they opened for Willie Nelson. Did they? At the Super Bowl. Oh. Uh, not the, the actual party, but the Super Bowl week when we had, when the Super Bowl came to Jacksonville and we had all kinds of concerts there, we had Willie Nelson and Los Lonely Boys on the South Bank. And, and yeah. Why don't I remember that? It was a, it was a clear channel party. Oh, that's why. We I was working for, for the competition. Yeah, we paid for it. Yeah. No, because you were probably across the river with free concerts by Huey Lewis in the News and Cool and the Gang. Probably. Yeah. And we were over there trying to pay get money yeah. for Willie Nelson and Los Lonely Boys with their most lonely hit. They won a Grammy for that. I, I'm glad they yeah, did. Yeah, they did. They won a Grammy. Because, good gosh. Yes! And it's so good, you can't help but say yes after it plays. And it peaked at number 16. Ah, oh, man. Should have gone higher. 
Should have yeah. known. It. Went to number one in my book. Number one in yeah. my book. So the song is Heaven. Can we say that? Heaven by Los Lonely Boys. Yeah. How far is heaven? And I mean, that's the, that is all. There was nothing else even released. They never tried anything else. Like what happened? That is all that's in this book. Wow. For Los Lonely Boys. That is I know it. one of the guys had some uh, issues. issues? It, it, he got arrested for weed or something. Mm, I hanging can't out remember. with Willie. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not hard to figure. It's so facto there, yeah. ain't it, baby? <laughs> Some things Stevie Wonder can see. <laughs> oh, dear. Going back to the vocoder. <laughs> this one, I'm not necessarily uh, a huge I mean, this song's fine, but talk about really coming in with a power punch. Coming in with a one, two, pow, 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 maybe a one, two, three, four, five combo. Okay. Kind of like Tyson in 86 kind of combo. Oh, man. Two, pow, pow, knock pow, you right out. And then knock you out. And this song was just huge. And you're thinking, okay, this guy's going to be around. He's going to be Ed Sheeran or something like that. Yeah. Like you think like Ed Sheeran ended up being right. when you hear this guy and think, okay, he's going to have a, a crap load of songs like this. But you played the crap out of him if I get real sick of it. Because you had a bad day. Oh, yeah. Well, American Idol made this song. Did it really? Yeah. They played this on almost every episode, I think. <laughs> for, for when it was out. Oh, yeah. You had a bad day? Oh, yeah. Daniel Powder. Daniel Powder. With his... Yeah. The medley of his hit. That was it. He had a bad day, and then things got worse. <laughs> <laughs> and Daniel Powder was history. But that was the that was one of the ones when I'd hear it, I'd go, oh, that's a hit. Yeah. You know, you I still think they wonder used, if you can hear hits. I want to say they used that in almost every American Idol promo really? one year. You know, how I've, how many times I've watched American Idol, that, that might be uh, well, yeah. might be a rapid-fire question. That might be a rap. That, just think about that because that might be a rapid fire question. No, for, I, for I me. had the feeling. How many that, times have I watched American? I, 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 it's probably about the same amount of times I did. Okay. <laughs> Although I would watch it up until the point where Daughtry got screwed. When Daughtry did not win that season of American Idol, I think he finished fourth. Yeah. I said, this is bullshit. I'm done. I've been out ever since. Kelly Clarkson, to me, was the best. Oh. Carrie Underwood, close to her. Carrie Underwood. And yeah. Daughtry. Those were the top three. I don't give a damn who you try to put in there. Now, please. Right. Please. They're not going to come close to that. Jennifer Hudson can sing. Oh, Jennifer phone- Hudson can sing. She it. can sing a phone book, and I'd listen. Some of these people who didn't make it to Hollywood can really sing great. Right. You know, that's the thing. It's yeah. all about whatever. But, you know, Fantasia. Okay. Really? I don't Really? You're making up stuff, man. No, Fantasia was in American Idol. She won an Oscar for uh, Fantasia. No, that was Disney. <laughs> See, now you're getting into the woke stuff. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> this was way then. This was this is when Walt was awake. Yeah, there you go. Oh, the one you're about to hit? No. Oh, that, I thought that, you were setting that it up. That movie he did. Oh, okay. no. This one has nothing to do with Walt Disney, the company, or anybody associated, unless your name's Stacy. Okay. Yep. This happened at a time when my daughter's listening to radio again. Yeah. So I listen to the pop radio and right. kind of like all the time. Right. So I would put it on. She'd go, hey, can you flip it over and listen to the pop station? Yeah. And uh, Oh, this would be on every 15 minutes. Exactly. So I flipped yeah. that one. I said, okay, now that's catchy. Yeah. That's catchy as all. It really out. was. That's, uh, Fountains what's the name of, of that Wayne. band? Fountains of Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> which, which is great. It is. Another great name for a band. One, one, I mean, if they had another album after this one. I don't know where it is. Yeah, they're truly a one and done, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they. Um, it was funny because they released a song. They were around in '96, end of '96. They released a track that nobody knew. Yeah, it went to '71. Okay. I don't even know what Radiation Vibe is. I've Got never me. heard of that. But nope. Stacy's mom. As much as we played it on the radio, I would have thought that song would have been like at least ten. 
eight, no, twenty one. Just caught out. It just stood out because it was so. It, it was rock, and it was rock without being punky. Right. And it was just kind of like a straight up rock song. And yep. to me, that's always a rarity. And when there's more great straight up mainstream songs on pop radio. I see it. That's when, as a country uh, programmer, yeah. I get really upset because when when rock when pop radio can put in some good mainstream songs, right. we're screwed. Yeah, people end up going back over to pop radio. Absolutely, if there's enough songs that don't piss them off. Well, back in the day, there was big competition in town when you guys Q- QIK would be on the top. You know, like huge numbers. Mm-hmm. WAPE always had huge numbers too. But there was it seemed like there was a trend back then. People would flip back and forth. It would be, you and I have talked about this before with cycles of music. Yeah, I've written a freaking book about it. And WAPE would have all this good pop stuff, and then they would be kind of too rappy or whatever, and then they'd go back to QIK. Mm-hmm. Or the rock station, Rock 105. They right. would listen to classic rock or maybe some new rock. There would just be just cycles. You would go for six months, maybe not even a year, and you'd be really into the rock, and then all of a sudden, you're really into the country. I'm digging that. They've mm-hmm. got some good songs coming out. Oh, no. Yeah, the pop, they've got some good stuff on pop, and then it would go right back again. Yep. And that went on for, what, 10 years? Yeah, it's you know, and it's crazy. The research I've done, it's gone on since the 20s. When like when pop radio loses its balance, yeah. or pop radio uh, catches uh, the big thing and then squeezes the life out of it, like oh, disco. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean that's why we got 1980. Yeah, that's how we got to but, 1980 because. But how funny they killed, though they, they they made they shoved disco down our throats. And after the disco craze, you gotta you gotta admit this: 1980, 1981 were lame with music a lot of ballads a lot of ac stuff you had when you had that many country crossover people yeah you had Millsap and kenny rogers running the pop charts right and it was and what because that's what happened yep that pendulum swung so far to the disco yeah and everybody bought in and because they were making crap loads of money that's the only reason they were keep pushing it out yeah but it got to the point that that pendulum swung back and that's why it took a little bit of a, a little bit of a bump from urban cowboy yeah to have people want to listen to, to country and uh in country at the time really was i mean it was real mainstream oh yeah it wasn't a, it wasn't you know they knew to go ahead and pedal the poppy air side of country oh, yeah. and so what you had that and then you put them all together yeah and then you've got uh the theme to american hero as a number one hit i know and so oh, know. yeah you really have uh, that's the interesting part of the pendulum that swings and in, in radio with pop to country yep and when it's when pop it loses its balance yeah, there's a whole, we'll do a whole thing on that. That'd be that's a good idea. Okay, good idea. All right, this is the next one. I was giving guitar lessons to a, a kid, and he at first he wanted to learn some real simple songs, and then he comes in with this one. So this one it's always kept with me. Yeah. So I've always followed this band just because uh, the kid wanted to hear <laughs> he wanted to hear this one, and he's playing it for me. I'm like. You really want to learn that. You're barely getting through, you know, learning a C chord and a G, uh-huh. and now you want to learn this. Wow. Headstrong by Trapped. Trapped. Yeah. Yep. And then picks it up. Yep. This is every song back around uh, between 99 and 03, I think. There was Eve 6. There was Trapped. There was uh, Three Doors Down. There were all these bands that came out, and I'm telling you, you could have thrown a dart at any one of those, and the other band could have done it because it just sounded so. It really did. It was redundant after a little bit. They got, and that's the that's that's the thing. Pop radio, the industry does. If they get one, 
you got Green Day, you're going to have a bunch of bad Green Day versions. Right. And if you get a, somebody with an original thought, you're going to get 20 versions of bad of of lukewarm original thought. Yeah. And that and happened with that power punky kind of stuff. And oh, every, yeah. every so often one would cut through. But for the most part, yeah, you're right. They were all pretty much similar. Uh, Cold, the local band Cold that had Stupid yeah. Girl, those kind in that same kind of crunchy uh, and they tried to just make it melodic, maybe because Limp Biscuit sold you know six zillion copies of that sound. And they were all from a lot of them were, were out west too. These okay, Trapped was California. Were they okay? I mean, it was it was that leftover grunge stuff. Yeah, it from was the mid nineties. It was, and then and all of a sudden, you know, because Pearl Jam at that point, Eddie Vedder still singing songs that you can't understand. Riddle. And uh, and then you've got um, um, you know Nirvana and but after Kurt Cobain, I mean, then but then it turned into Foo Fighters. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was just like okay, one one right after another for a little while, and it was like okay, who's this? Right. Oh, oh yeah, okay, it's trap. Because it was like okay. when, when Creed came out, they were really like oh yeah, they were one. just a mainstream version of Pearl Jam, big time. But yeah. you could kind of understand Scott Stapp, and that's why they were of. bigger. Yeah, uh, it was just a, a, a for easier ingestion. Yeah, because Pearl Jam was pretty severe stuff. Same way with Nirvana, right? I mean, just groundbreakingly yep. incredible music. To Absolutely, me. and then. Uh, they were like, yeah, that's a little, that's like too pure. Yeah. Can we cut this? Right. Can we cut this with a little softer edge? Yeah. And that's when you get Creed, which to me, you know, had some good songs. But they did. If you're a purist like that to go, oh, that's just bad. That's just bad. Ten uh, Pearl Jam. And like, okay, well, whatever you want to say. But to me, it's it's all it's all good if it's good. It's good. It is. Good. If it's good, if it catches your ear and it's good and it's trendy. People are into right. it. Right. That's how we in radio look at it. Trendy. It's not our job to uh, no. you know, be critical eared. Our job is to say, what would the public like? But then, but well, then, our audience love it. Right. And then after that, you got the John Mayers. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Dave Matthews was, you know, yep. yeah, out there. Time. And, yep. I mean, it was just, it was like, okay. And then you turn on the radio and you hear 50 Cent. It's like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Things got a little crazy. Wait a minute, yeah. And when things lost their balance a little bit, that's when... That's when country... Country got big in the early... Exactly. Early, uh, and it helped, and I'm yep. saying it was a good thing, but 9-11 happened, yeah. which made us re, you know, think about Focus. things, and then there you go, you kind of get a little patriotic, and country's always here for that. Yeah, of course it is. So there, uh, This band was here, I'm thinking it's late 90s. Okay. I'm guessing late 90s, this is one of those truly ones that I heard and thought, okay, I want these guys to have a bunch of hits, because this song is so cool. Yeah, but but the lead singer, he was just he went off the deep end. Did he really? With his comments and stuff, and people just didn't like him. Really? And that's why he pissed people off. Oh, he was yeah. Hello, dummy. He's sitting in this song. He's knocking Hanson, Courtney Love, and he's just you know you got to listen to the lyrics. So he's here, a little smartass. I, oh, get, I get the smartass stuff in the song. Big time. Oh, uh, yeah, he was a big so time smartass. Oh, okay. and, and obviously, I'm trying to remember now which label he was with. I'll, I'll get to it here in a minute. Um, this the I new, think it was new MCA. Radicals, and it's called You Only Get What You Get. It was MCA. Yeah. yeah. That was another one that went to 36. Mercedes Benz. Yeah. Yeah. That was the only single they had. And it and 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 here it says here in the Billboard book, <laughs> New Radicals is a band project of revolving musicians. Wow! So see, nobody could get get along with Greg Alexander. Sorry, Greg. Yeah. Seemed like it just didn't work. Wasn't uh, who's uh, who am I thinking of? 
Uh, she was uh, Stephanie from All in the Family, and she ended up writing hits for other people. Danielle Brisbois. Oh, Brisbois, yeah. I think she was uh, some incarnation of the New Radical. She had one song, I think WAPE played. I don't know if I was there then. And she was a songwriter, had other people sing her. Too. But they were playing it, and I think they were the only station in the nation playing it. I, was, I don't know of anybody else that was playing she it. She was a part of uh, some other, couple other hit records, and she was part of the New Radicals. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Things that's Daniel, the only pop stuff I learned from Daniel 1997. Brisbois. Yeah, she was Stephanie. She in was all the family briefly. Briefly, at the wasn't end. she also Archie in Bunkers, Archie Bunker's place? Right, Archie Bunker's place. Yeah. When they add a kid, you know, that's when it jumped the shark. Well, sure. Let's see. Did she even chart with that Brisbois? Briz? How do you spell that? B R I S B O I S. It's my guess. Final answer. Uh, not here. Oh, okay. There you go. Either I misspelled it or she didn't hit it. No, I, I, I think it is B-R-I-S. Okay. B-O-I-S. Uh-huh. Brisbois. Brisbois. Yeah. All right. Croissant. Her, her, this, girl's, <laughs> this girl had her name mispronounced a few times before we finally got oh, it right. Sade? Nope. Because nothing oh. <laughs> Wasn't she in that, uh, that Lisa Bonet sitcom? Yeah. Wasn't she? Isn't she the comedian? That was Sinbad. That yeah. was uh, Sinead. Yeah, nothing compares to you, a song written by Prince. Indeed. Uh, he wrote a few for others. He sure did. And had a... Uh, Manic Monday. Passel of great songs. Went by... I think his name on that one was Alexander Nevermind. Nevermind, that's right. Yeah. He wrote one for Kenny Rogers under the name Joey Coco. What song? Uh, it was an album cut. Oh. It wasn't a hit. He wrote a song for Kenny Rogers? Uh-huh. Pretty sure. Really? Pretty sure. This is 86. Okay. Some Kenny Rogers album. And you know, my my favorite stat that I didn't know, uh, not favorite, the little nugget of Prince that I didn't know this for a long, long time was that uh, he wrote, that, that Stevie Nicks had, had actually um, had to call him and say, I think I just ripped off one of your songs for Stand Back. And he came and played the riff. And then he came in and said, hey, that's cool. Yeah. Um, you know, don't worry. Uh, yeah. We'll just, you know, just keep your name on it and we'll split the yep. revenue. Yep. Uh, you're right. You did rip me off, but I ain't going to make a deal out nope. of it. In fact, if you want me to come I'll in, play. I'll play on it. And he came in and played. How on, cool is that? In, uh, uncredited. Right. Prince came in and played yep. the and keyboard that was, on Stand Back. And that was her biggest uh, solo single. Stand Back? Yeah. Okay. Went to five. Stand Back. I am. I'm sitting over here. <laughs> what are you doing over there? You queuing something up? Yeah, I am. This is one of my favorite songs. Period. Okay. Period. 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 Okay. Anytime, anytime you just want to go. What are some of your favorite pop songs ever? Yeah. This, this one, is one for this you? Is, this is one. Yeah. And it, it's never, ever gotten old. And uh, I like those songs that never get old. Because, you you know, they haven't get worn out. They didn't make yeah. it into a Hugh Grant movie and piss people off or right. whatever, you know? So, <laughs> What was that one I loved? It I don't town. know. I now don't watch you Grant movies. Now it's in Geico commercials. Uh, Build Me Up Buttercup, which I love. It does, of, yeah. All-time favorites, but it's getting, you know, it's starting to get edgy. The foundation is getting weak. Yeah. Uh-huh. Thank you. Foundations. You like that? I liked it. Yeah. Uh, their follow-up, though, the reason they're not a one-hit yeah. wonder. Their Maybe now that baby, I found you. One of the greatest songs, too. I know. That's the best bang-bang song. Two, two. Uh, Two-hit two, two wonder. Th- exactly. Kind of like Ozark Mountain Daredevils. They were one of those two-hit wonders. If you want to get to heaven, yep. was that a single? And Jackie and then Blue. Jackie Blue. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, here's the band I'm talking about. Every part of a dancing well, yeah. in the King Harvest. King Harvest. Yep. It's amazing how they can collaborate and get together for one song that's just so freaking big, and that's all they got. And that's kind of a song, from what I had read years ago about this song, was... 
they had that song like a long years ago, like in '69 or '68. They had written that song yeah. and had it, and then they kind of cut it, you know, in somebody's house, and it didn't go anywhere. Nobody picked it up, and then they're getting around in some band. Uh, they ended up playing in France. They ended up moving to France and getting work there, and then somebody's interested in recording them, and they go, well, "Why don't you get that old uh, that old Dancing in the Moonlight song you wrote?" Because I always liked that one. And they went, okay, let's give it a shot. Next thing you know, he got picked up in America and went, top 15 maybe? 13. 13, yeah. And that's another one of those big labels. I kid when I say big. Perception Records? Who is, is, maybe who is that? It was just somebody who picked it up out of France, I guess. Or, or recorded it in their basement and, it, it may, like, and, like, and bootlegged it. Who knows? Right. <laughs> 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 but yeah, like, I thought that song was bigger than 13. Yeah, I love as much that. as it got. Love that stinking the, song. The airplay on that thing. Yeah, well, but cool. but then again, you know, their follow up went to ninety one. Yeah, so the same things that wow. go like that. Wow. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Oh, we're at sixty three. Okay. Uh, now, if you're keeping time, sixty three minutes into the podcast. <laughs> 63 minutes. Oh, here's John with your time check. Into the podcast. Great. Yes. Now Super. Back, now back to more light favorites. Now back. What? To more light favorites and less talk. Another one hit wonder. Another one hit wonder and a number one hit. Was it? Oh, this song was a number one hit. Was it? Yes. Please don't say it's Paper Lace. It's not Paper Lace, Thank but you God. might. Okay, if you cringe at this song, uh-huh. I'm just going to say you ain't got no heart and I'm going to ask your wife about it. Okay? All right. So, Kim, get ready. Get ready, Kim. <laughs> and then Kim will go, I hate that piece of crap. Okay. I'm ready. Get ready, honey. All right. Here we go. Okay. The uh, audience of one. Audience of one. Come on. I love I don't know. I still don't know how she hit this one note in there. Oh, get I, this. I, I still okay. don't know. I found a live version. Check this out. She goes higher. She goes higher. Hang on. That's that not real. Freaking amazing. That's not real. That's Love, like that's like the siren going by or something, that isn't it? Was that was live from the Midnight Special. Don Kushner. Midnight Minnie Special. Riberton. Everybody knew her for her high note. And after that, she didn't have a damn thing to prove. She had a dog whistle in her, in her throat. In her, oh, in her my voice God. That, that just, that's not human. Isn't that amazing? A five-octave voice. A Minnie Riperton And uh, Loving You. A number was a huge hit. I don't know if it's number one, but it was huge. I think it was like five. Yeah. A huge hit. My, do, you, I, uh, do you know the end of that part? What she's doing? You know what she's singing? Hang on. Now, this part. That's from something else? No, that's her daughter's name. Ah. Maya Rudolph. Ah, uh, it did go to one. Okay. It, it was went a number to one hit. Maya okay. Rudolph. That's right. And so Maya that's Rudolph right. is her, you know, was her daughter, is yep. her daughter. And Minnie unfortunately passed away. At a very young age, she was only in her 31. 30s. 31. 30, yeah. In 1979, she and died. And Maya was born in 75, maybe, or something. Oh, and wow. so, didn't really get to know, didn't know yeah. her mom too well. But the I fact still got she did that. from that note. I know. Or maybe I just got a chill. I don't know what happened. No, that, but that note, when she goes wow. to the end of that on Midnight That's Special. That's insane. Minnie Ripperton, uh, quite talented. She and her husband wrote that song. Uh. Her husband uh, produced her. And uh, the more I knew about that song, I the more I liked it. When I was fourteen, didn't like it at all. No, you know it was. I got tired of it. Yeah, it was just uh, she it was, was way too lovey dovey. I, yeah. I, I ain't got no girlfriend. No, I don't it know, was nineteen seventy. We were fifteen years old, for goodness' sake. Yeah, I mean, didn't you know, know nothing. 
We didn't, right. we didn't know nothing about nothing. No, nothing but, about birth and no babies. No. And so. Or nothing. Nothing. Nothing at nothing all. Nothing from nothing. You know what that leaves. Nothing. Thank you, Billy Preston. You're indeed. Oh, wow. Hey. Okay. Hey. A number one hit. This guy, why didn't we not hear from him again? See, this, it makes you wonder, doesn't it? Th- it really does, because when you got this one, and I think he wrote the stinking song, and this song has lasted forever. It's almost in the same vein as Na 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 Na, not in a novelty right. way, just in the fact that it's lasted forever, and I don't think ever went out of fashion. It's always been there. And anytime you play it for a next generation, they're like, yeah, we can we can adopt this. Sure. Yeah. We're all about this. And, and this hear, is from what year? 60, 61. Marching bands still play it. You hear it high school. You hear it in colleges. You go to a game and you're going to hear this song. It's It really is amazing. Okay. I'm. Oh, hey, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce Channel? Yep. Yeah. Great harmonica work. And the harmonica work has something to do with the Beatles. Why, what about the Beatles? Come on. Bruce Channel was touring yeah. in the early 60s okay. in England. Okay. And the Beatles would uh, open, you know, for some of the big names that came through. Yeah. And the harmonica player for Bruce Channel, when who played on, I don't know if he played on the record, but he certainly played, toured with him. He might be on the record. Okay. Uh, Delbert McClinton. Oh, wow. And Delbert McClinton taught John Lennon because they were, Delbert was playing harmonica and John Lennon was like, man, I'd really like to, I'd really like to learn that. And so Delbert McClinton taught john lennon a few licks on the guitar and so the love me do harmonica basically comes neat. from the way he played a hey baby neat so delbert mcclinton a lot of history on there he's Del- a delbert mcclinton he's a one-hit wonder a one-hit wonder with giving it up for your love yeah every I day mean, everything every day mm-hmm. twice on sunday that's it giving it up for your love you know right where, all right tell me where it went come on give it oh man i don't know pop 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 that was uh, that was a bluesy nine Missed it by that much. Really? Eight. Number eight. Wow. Eight. Yeah. yeah and no, 80. Great, great, great. Song. I know. End of 80 into 81. He did a great version on that same album. I think the album's called The Jealous Kind. And he had uh, a great version of The Bright Side of the Road by the uh, Van Morrison song. Did he? From the dark end of the street yeah. to the bright side of the road. Delbert did the ultimate version of that song. Wow. Man. And wow. you can't find that record anywhere. Of course not. That's one of those, if you go to UNF and go trudging around and you find Delbert McClinton, dude, I'll, I'll pay you for that. Oh, wow. Look that. at that. John <laughs> opening the wallet. Look at that. <laughs> Friends, let me tell you something. That's rare. That's rare. Listen to this. this is a, listen, so rare. Listen to this. Because if he's opening his wallet, mm-hmm. moths are coming out of it. Are you kidding me? Come on. All right. Come on. I've, I've seen you whip out a card, but as far as a wallet? <laughs> what do you think the card stays? Would it, would it be like a George Costanza wallet and have everything in the world in it? <laughs> you know, like tuba lessons? You got a phone number that's on a piece of paper know, stuck know, in it? I know a guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's in my wallet. Hold on. Hold on, Jerry. I know a guy. Yeah. I know a guy. Well, hey, John's willing to pay. Okay. Exactly. It's time yeah. for Rapid Fire. Oh, 60 seconds. Is on the clock. Go. Do you remember the first song you played on the radio? No. What was the last hair product you used? Uh, I'm going to ask him. Gel. Okay. When when did you lose use gel? Uh, a couple of months back. Oh, really? Yeah. After COVID. Okay. When I didn't have any hair, I was trying to keep it all in place. Gotcha. 
the few that I had. The first time you were on television or you had your name in the paper. Oh, jeez. I don't know. 80-something. 85, maybe. Thanks for the specifics. 85, I just said it. Best stadium concert you've ever been to in the stadium. Probably you two. This just in. Probably you two. Who produced Meatloaf's Bad Out of Hell album? Jim Steinman. <clears throat> Best concert at a small venue you've ever been to, like a smaller than a, an arena. Oh, like a th- like a theater well, setting, a club maybe? or a theater, yeah. Oh, gee. Well, the first time I saw John Mayer was at Club 5. That's a perfect example yeah. of that young man. Oh, and right there. Yeah, that was the first time. John Mayer, was. he had just come through town. He was uh, with the record rep, Richie T., who I love dearly. Great guy. Super nice guy. And they were working. Uh, no such thing was going to be the single if it wasn't already off mm-hmm. of uh, Room for Squares. And John came in town. He actually sang a couple of songs for us in the uh, the studio at our station right. at WAPE. And um, so that night, Richie was like, you got to come see this guy. You got to come see this guy. So it was like three, 300, maybe 500 people tops. Tops. And they were so into Mayer. They knew every word to every song. Mm-hmm. Richie, the record rope at that point, was blown away by that. Yeah. He couldn't believe they were all listening. And that's when I looked at him and I went, uh, have you heard of th- about a thing called the internet? Yep. He was really big on YouTube at he the was. time. And then all of a sudden, no such thing came out. And then everybody figured out who John Mayer was. And was like, damn, this guy's good. Yeah. Yeah. He was uh, He was one of the first ones that connected with uh, on the social stuff oh, or at yeah. least on you know through streaming yeah or not, big time yeah napster so whatever who, it was who then. did meatloaf who was that uh todd rungren produced that album uh-huh. steinman wrote every song uh, i thought maybe being that he wrote it. everything he just produced right. it too todd produced it um todd rungren todd rundegren rundegren it was the guy that uh, used to call his name todd rundegren uh when i heard him on the radio yeah i thought well hell i could probably do this he huh. gave me confidence hearing a guy that was not so good on the radio yeah hearing him said i thought well, I think I'm, I might even be better than this guy. Have you listened to the radio lately? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do I have to say anything else? That's why I'm, maybe that's why we're both still on the radio. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe. you don't remember the first time your name was in the paper? You didn't kind of go, no, oh, look, I, that's me. You know, my, mine was uh, when uh, my picture was in the paper because I, uh, I was the escort of the Little Miss Gator Bowl. Oh, well, look at you. 1974. Schmooze boy. That's badass, man. <laughs> Hanging out with the Gator Lady. Hanging out with the, with the Little Miss Gator Bowl. Yes. That's it. Can't be wrong. Little Miss Gator Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I was her escort. How about yes, you? Well, look was. at you. Pin- I was quarterback on the team, man. Pinch you. That quarterback thing helps. It works. Well, it really duh. does. Let me what number that. were you? Uh, that year I was number 12. Okay. Like Ken Stabler. And that's why. Okay. Uh, I think, uh, have we exhausted all? Do we have any freak mail? No. No no freak mail? No. T-mail and John. T-man and John. Yeah. T-mail. What the hell's wrong with me? We're recording on a different day this week. It's completely thrown me That's off. That's what it is. That's what it is. T-man and John at gmail.com. Thoughts, comments, opinions. Want to slam us? Say you guys don't know nothing. You better, back, you you better back it up if you're going to slam us. Well, exactly. That's what I'm Just thinking, Just have too. a good opinion. You don't need facts. Just have a good opinion. That's right. Have a take and don't suck, as Jim Rome would say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind what you're you saying, still, as long as it's good. You still listen to Jim Rome? No, not since, oh, like, 99. Good. Been a while. He's he's so... Been a while. He's so, like, 19... Rack him. 98. Rack him. Rack him. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> 
this would be a good time to say thanks, honey, for sitting in with us yes, today as the audience be. of one. Audience of one, Kim, so uh, thoroughly disgusted, or are you happy you came? Oh, happy I came. Okay, good. Ah, she's happy she came. Glad. Yeah. She learned a couple of things. Did you learn a couple of things? David David Norton. Norton. She learned Norton. She learned about Norton. She did. And last week you learned about Pilot. Stop it with the Pilot <laughs> For the reference. last episode. Watch yeah. uh, the last episode. Listen to episode uh, what episode is it, 12. 12. That is now number three on our list of don't. the most of our podcast. That's been the third. It's up to number three in climbing. Hilarious. <laughs> with a bullet. With a bullet. And all because of pilot. And, and now, and now, I can't watch an episode of Mannix without thinking of you. See, but I'm, but I'm. Here's Peggy. I'll make some coffee. <laughs> I'll go get a bandage and get you some coffee. That's right. Because it looks like you got your ass kicked again. Shouldn't your head be wrapped? <laughs> well, we've gone off on a tangent, haven't we? Thank God for Patrice Russian. Patrice was ready to come out about six minutes ago, but wow. she was in the other office. She yeah. was she making was, coffee. She was. <laughs> And do you know what? She has creamer in those in those uh, stop. in those cornrows. Oh, stop! Honestly, kept kept creamer. It's you, a it's a fact. Look are, it up. You are so not right. It's in that book you got. Yeah, it's a that fact. she would uh, squeeze it's creamer. A, it's a fact out of the cornrow. No, no, From she that. didn't. Okay, you go she, ahead. She did. I just we were spitting knowledge the entire night. All of a sudden, you decide to. Not, not oh. believe me. Whatever you want. Hey, to listen to us on like wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a bunch of them now. Overcast. We got a good spike on Overcast, the podcast. That's app. nice. And uh, Audible, Spotify, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart. We're all over the place. Wherever fine stereos are sold. Huh? <laughs> we got Dolby. <laughs> are we in right. Dolby? Yeah, I think our brains are 5.1, I think. <laughs> we're, in, we're in Dolby. <laughs> What year do you think had the most one-hit wonders? Oh, man, I, I don't know. That's the only thing. I don't know. Um, do you know? I, I looked it up. I did, did you? I did legwork. Okay. I, looked, I did all these. Uh, not counting the 50s because there were so much new people. Yeah. Can't count that. 74 and 76. Had, really? Had five uh, five number ones. I mean, I, that had number one hits. Yeah. So the most uh, one-hit wonders that had number one hits in one year, 74 and 76. 76, I get it with the disco. Yeah. Because you had disco, yeah. a duck, and then you right they before were... it was the freaking uh, da-da-da-da. Oh, Walter Murphy. Walter Murphy. He had Starland Vocal Band. He had some others at that time. With a fifth of Jack. <laughs> That's probably how he wrote it. Or, or, or arranged it. <laughs> Let's go. Bye. Start singing, but I looped the instrument. Yeah, you looped it. You looped it. But that dude on the bass, man, that's what I know. That all, all day. Go, Benny.